Blog Talk Radio. Psychic Hour. We have a caller in the queue currently and are hoping we hear from others. Today, 9043380164 is the call number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. We have some comments from the peanut gallery as well. It's wonderful. Um, um, what else? Facebook, Twitter. Yes. Please follow us there. Our show, um, our social media links can be found on our show page, Neil and Christian Baker Psychic. And I suppose that's all. Oh, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Alexa, anywhere podcasts are streamed. So that's also nice. You can take us with uh, take us with you when you are on the go. Two zero five is on the air. Hello. Hi. Thank you Hi. both for taking my call. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, of course, this is Patricia, and um, hey, it's been Patricia. It's been, um, two twenty eight seventy three, right? Two no, that I don't, you always pick two, up my X. That's the X. Yes, two six seventy three. Correct. Okay. And well, um. I was okay, going to go say, um, um, I met a um, eight. Let me see. His his birthday is um, nine eighteen. Um, nine eighteen. Let's say eighty. Nine eighteen eighty. Nine eighteen um, eighty. Eighty. Yes. Uh. I don't know what happened. If we had this disagreement, I kind of called him out on something, and I haven't talked to him in two weeks. I've almost, I think we almost mutually, without even saying it, have decided not to speak to one another. So, um, anything you pick up around this situation? Well, uh, his master number and your master number is the same as his first two numbers in his birth date, nine and one. So there's a past life um, situation going on, not to mention that you're a two six, which is an eight, and then his third number is an eight. Um, 
So there's a past life. It's a past life. The problem okay. uh, with this guy is that he, I think he fights being too exclusive. So when, when it gets too hot under the collar, like, you know, it's going to be one-on-one forever, he starts to disengage. And he finds, mm. he just will find any way to do it, an argument, a disagreement, distance, whatever it may be, he, he would rather, I guess, say skilled because I think he's afraid of commitment. He's afraid of the, the process of commitment that leads to being totally exclusive and one-on-one for as long as you can be alive. So I think he has a problem. Um, you come into the world compounded, so you're bound to meet people like this because your past lives went over the room. In other words, your karma you've collected got to be so intense that it's caused you to have these multiple problems in relationships. doesn't mean you can't find one, but it does mean that you're built to have some problems. Um, mm. But, you know, it, it, it's a match and it's a mismatch. It's a match by karma, but it's a mismatch because this guy could become argumentative, or if you get irritated, he'll back out. I don't know what your experience has been with him, but that sounds familiar. It does, actually. Um, it was it's really, really good. Um, you know, just the start of getting to know someone while dating, so movies and um, dining out and um spending a great time with parks because we met during the summer, so walks in the park. Just a lot of really, really good, um, really great um, um, mature conversations. I, he's almost like an old soul to me. Um, I'm not too keen on younger men. I actually like them 10 years plus older. But because he was so mature, and um, I really, really took to him. Yeah, but, but like you said, Patricia, yeah. were you intimate? Mm-hmm. Were you intimate with him? You know, we did. We 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 went there, um, and I thought, wow, this guy. You know, he um, he he drives trucks, makes good money, and then he. Um, very much so a family guy, uh, and then he worked extra, you know, so didn't mind giving. He started off that immediately. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did. We did go there, um, and I thought he was great even there. I was like, oh, wow, okay. I'm so, Patricia, at what point, just for the interest of time, at what point did you um, – at what point did that occur and did it continue and then how long before you started having these issues? How long was it um, after the did you start having these issues? Well, I'll say it occurred uh, a couple of times, without, you know, around um, recently here because it's been about, it was going on uh, maybe four months here. Four months, okay. Um, and 
Uh, yeah, and um, so what happened is it was uh, maybe like two weeks ago, um, a week prior, he was very, he had family things going on, the Alabama game, so he caters to a lot of his friends and family. Um, you know, for that whole week, of course, I work 12 hours, so he is the type that likes to call you. But if you don't really call him back, he's, I don't know if abandoned, I don't know what that issue was, but because I work 12 hours, sometimes 13 hours, if he calls, you know, I can't get right back to him, you know, he would, he kind of started to get a little irritated, like, hey, I, I called you yesterday, I didn't hear back, or one time I answered the phone, he said, um, are you still at work? I said, no, I'm off today. He said, well, you told me last, yesterday you was going to call me, so... I'm still waiting on you to call me. I said, what? Okay. Uh, so he said, he's still waiting on you to call me. I mean, I'm just wondering, so the distance, so you were intimate. You started becoming intimate when? How many months ago or how many weeks ago? You said four, uh, two weeks ago? Yeah, about four weeks ago. Yeah. Four weeks about ago. four weeks ago. And then, you know, a couple of weeks here after we began to get intimate, you know, that week in between where we really didn't see each other and we really didn't talk to each other, he started to getting a little irritated. So I thought, is he is he possessing some type of possessive type of qualities about himself? You know, because I told him, look, I work and I have other stuff that I do. I have family and kids and grandkids, so I may not be able to call you right back the next day or, you know, I may not be able to text you. But he always tries to call, you know, he texts, um, he'll leave a message. But I'm not always able to do that. And I don't feel like, okay, it should make a biggie out of, you should make a biggie out of it if I didn't get a chance to return your call back. So he started that. You know, um, it irritated him when I just would not get right back to him. I didn't like that. I mean, I think that's in line with what Neil is saying about him. You know, you were intimate. Now he's he's starting to create issues in the relationship, saying that you're not good being communicative. My read on this guy is that he's never been married. Is that accurate? No, he's actually been married, and he's he has married? three children. He has yeah. children? Yeah. Did, did, yeah. She said he has he, well, well, she, she said he was married, a family person, but I did not she, pick up that he was married. Yeah, I so did. I will yeah. honestly, yeah, I will honestly say that I missed that one. But, but, well, well, I mean, hmm. You're, and why did the relationship break up then? Now, you know, the the marriage, and I'm 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 hoping he was truthful. He he said it just, you know, came to a point where they the co-parenting um, with the children because he has an 18-year-old that just graduated high school, has a 16-year-old boy, and then the youngest is middle school age, maybe 12, 13 or something. And he said, you know, so that's a long time with someone. He said the relationship came to an end due to um, money, uh, financial means. Um, uh, financial problems. And, yes, and parenting issues. So, so he so was not able to see the children. Yeah, he wasn't able to see the children for about three years. She blocked him 
Then he told me about another friend that he, a relationship where this lady blocked him too. So I thought, wait a minute, why are these ladies blocking you, keeping children from you? So I always kind of kept that in the back of my head. And then he asked me one time, he said, well, Patricia, why why are you single and not married? You know, is something wrong with you? I said, no, I said, nothing is wrong with me. I said, I'm very selective. I said, I was in a, in a crazy relationship about five years ago, six years ago. It took time to heal. I said, I also had to get gain custody of my children. I was in nursing school. I had a couple of things going on that um, the reason why I'm not, in a relationship, but I prefer long-term relationship. He said, well, wow, I just, how, how are you when you, you get upset? I really need to see that. I, I thought, what? That is crazy. Why would you want to see me upset? I want to be happy. I want, you know. Well, he, probably I wants, he probably wants to gauge what your temper is like to see if he can manage it or handle it. I mean, it's a weird question, but that's probably where he's mm-hmm. coming from. The fact that he's fearful of commitment, I mean, he has been married. Uh, Yeah. uh, I have to respond to the chat here. Go ahead, Neil. No, you know, uh, it's a mixed bag, uh, Patricia. You know, most women have problems with men because they don't respond. And they, you know, they're vacant, they're absent. This guy have the opposite where... He says, you know, you said you were going to call me and you didn't and I'm waiting. So he's the on the other side of the coin because most guys are, you know, aren't dependable in that way. But it was, uh, but you know, the, he, he, he has a mixed bag with women because obviously he wants to be attached to them, but he can't handle the, the, um, the process and the commitment level of being in a relationship. I mean, if you're in love, finances should not split you up. And co-parenting should not split you up. If you're in love, love, love encompasses problems. Well, there seems, to be more, together. there seems to be more going on if she would withhold the children for three well, years. Yeah, that's you saying. know, there's, there's, there's something else there's, that's not being a, um, You see, and what you did when you didn't call him was you triggered his history of abandonment. Yep. Which he may be using as a defense now in order to maintain his autonomy. So he probably has abandonment issues. So then in dealing with those abandonment issues, whenever somebody abandons him, he has problems. But he probably now instigates abandonment because he's already expecting it to happen. So it's sort of like behavior modification here where you, you expect something to happen. So you, and it's happened so much that you actually set the stage so it will happen so you can prepare yourself to flee when it does. So, and uh, so you're mixed up with a very complex person. But on the other hand, you have an indifference too because if you're going to be in a relationship and you go, well, I have other things to do, I mean, that's sort of degrading to the person instead of saying, I understand, I should have called. It doesn't take much to call. Yes, I had other things to do, but that was discourteous of me not to follow through with what I said. So you yourself have probably issues that go on, even though you may defend those issues and feel you're justified in defending them. It doesn't solve the problem of how you react to people and respond to people. So it's a two-way streak here. 
We just can't. I mean, my original premise, well, he's got problems. I, I haven't switched gears on that. But, you know, it always takes, most of the time it takes two. Even in abusive mm-hmm. relationships, you kind of wonder what karmically is going on. But, um, you know, the guy is, the guy, you see, the problem you would have with this guy is being in a relationship with him, you'd constantly be uh, confronted with issues of disassociation. Yes, and I will have to say he did tell me he was uh, adopted. He he said early That's on. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. Not that he was adopted. He had, I didn't. That, but I was going to ask about his family. Oh yeah, this guy has abandonment issues. Yeah, that's tough. Yes, you know, absolutely. That's very I mean, He's some adopted. people go through adoptions and you know have a stellar experience, but others, you know, obviously are going to deal with that root abandonment issue all their lives. And I don't know what his home life was like, but um, you know, it can be tough. See, so when you said, well, I have other things to do, and you're justified, you have other things to do, et cetera, he's only feeling emotionally being abandoned and not being cared for. Right. And yeah. So, so it, it, there's a breakup coming right then. Yeah, it happened. It, it did immediately. He, because he, you know, it, um, I didn't <sighs> text him. I mean, no, you know, I, I, I was and I kind of felt, I felt that he needed the reassurance because he would text and he would call and he would leave messages and say, oh, well, you know, uh, good morning. And if I didn't reply good morning, he would come back during the afternoon and say, well, you know, um, well, hi again. It's like he just kind of, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not going to be able to reassure him that I'm here every time he needs well, it. Well, why so, Part you know, uh, Patricia. That's the sad part about it. The guy still wants an attachment. He yearns for an attachment, and and maybe it's too much for a woman to supply that for him. But this guy is really hurting, and that's what he's seeking. So well, his child inside of him is really still but, looking for that. But I mean, on the other hand, why wouldn't you respond good morning to him? Are you just not wanting? To go no no I'm mean, at work I'm working 12 hours so I'm constantly in when you are working in like a, a surgery setting or you in yeah. or you can't just I mean you know you, yeah, you, you can't you, just, you can't start just right yeah no I, I can't I have to talk to him when I can a lot of times I, I explain to him how I work and what what I do and if you don't hear from me, you know, I'm going to call you when I get off. A lot of times when I would get off, I would call. I, I really would leave him a text because he would be sleeping because he drove trucks from, um, he had to be to work at 10 to 10, 10 to 10 A. So um, a lot of times by the time he get up, I'm probably getting, I'm in bed or Already, you know, by the time he gets set up and on the road around 11, I'm in bed because I have to get up at 5 to get ready to get off the work. So he he understood it in the beginning, and he would say, yeah, that's why I won't call you because I know you're asleep, you know. And sometimes he would try to call me at 4 something in the morning, but now I'm getting ready, so, I, you know, I'll try and say hello or, you know, so yeah. I was making it workable. But sometimes I just 
could not. Patricia, you're, Patricia, we got to go on to the next caller, but you see, your profession, you prepared for it. You got a degree. You went to school. His profession was probably based on survival. He fell into this job. Wait, he well, he's working for class, right? I mean, he's yeah. like working a... So he's yeah. not your professional. No training. And he he doesn't isn't. Have to, I mean, there's training involved, but not... And he works on, on, on a crisis of survival. That's how he exists. It's survival. Mm. And, and, you, and you're more of an academic strategist and you got a degree. He couldn't do that. It, 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 he, he probably just landed this job and he worked his way into it. But he wasn't something he really prepared for. It, it, he found it probably through survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a choice whether you want to continue with this relationship or not, but I'm feeling like it's not. I can't hear you. I can't hear anything. Hello? Okay, I think I, Kristen, did you just say something or was it you, Mia? I don't hear. It's like going in and out or, um, Kristen, I think you're talking. I don't know what just happened. Hear us now? Okay, I hear you, Kristen. Yes. Okay. So what what we're saying is what we're saying is this is probably not a good match unless you want to continue to you know reassure him and be that person and it sounds like you're not in that position you're not in the position with your work you've got a lot of family stuff going on to take care of this man like he needs to be taken care of I mean I don't know you know, we're saying he's afraid of commitment in the beginning of the re- reading, but it sounds he's like, I know, but he's, that's why he's creating these issues. Yeah. But it's like, it's counter to what you would think someone would do that is afraid of commitment. Someone who's afraid of commitment typically runs, doesn't text, doesn't call, but this guy is doing the opposite he to create disruption. We have another caller we got to take. So... I would, you know, I would consider having a conversation with him, maybe seeing if you can work it out. But I think it's it's not a great match. We do have another caller. We got to get to Patricia. Okay, thank you both so much You're welcome. Um, for the message. I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. Blessing. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. We have a caller from 952. Hi. Hi. It's Samora. Hi. Reading. How have you guys hey, been? Samora. I haven't talked to you guys in years. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. I think you called, like, I don't know, within the year. But, yeah, prior to that, it had been years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm at my 31 now. Yeah, you're thirty-one-four. Mm-hmm. So let's I talk about the, your birth date again. 
um, 8292. That's right. I remember it now that I'm looking at it. 10, 20, 31, 4. 10, 10 29, 30, 31. That's okay. So you're a 31. You just turned 31 in August. What's the first thing? 8292. Okay. So what is your question? I mean, are you specifically asking what's happening and what's going to happen now that I'm 31? Or yeah. can, you, can you identify some changes that have already occurred? Right now, um, we are, I have a mm-hmm. son. Um, we are looking for an apartment to live at. I've been offered a, a job that really speaks to my values and my core right now. Um, but things are like in, up in the air but I'm seeing, like, promise. But my ultimate heart goal is to <laughs> is to go to Washington State. And I know universe works in mysterious ways. So okay, you're in on the Idaho? Table right now. Are you in Idaho or Arizona? Where are you? I'm in Minnesota. I'm back oh, you're in Minnesota? Minnesota? So you were in Idaho yeah. before, right? So yeah, just- when I was young. Okay, so when I when I um, when you started talking, I don't know if you heard me say a move, but I thought there was a move going on, and I wrote it down. But that's one of the things that's going on in your life. But it seems like a lot of changes are going on. Your son is how old? What's your son's birthday? Three seven seven twenty twenty, and he was supposed to be delivered at seven a.m., but he was delivered at eight thirty. Okay, so that's going to be all seven. He's at eighteen nine. So he has. You hold his master number in your in your um, year. And what's your partner's birthday? Are you married, or is it just you guys? He's my he's my fiance. He is zero one one eight nineteen eighty seven. say don't say don't say a zero before any number. What was the birthday? Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. Yeah, don't put a zero before a so number. Is, I know what, maybe like what is it? 1-18-87. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, because that produces an energy. Zero times one is what? Zero. So it kind of makes the number obsolete, which you don't want to do. So he, too, has, I mean, he's connected to your son insofar that his, I mean, numerically, insofar that his day is his is your son's karmic, Number, 18. 8, 9, 10, 20, 35, 8. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. You guys all become a 3 together, a 21, 3. Is that right? No. How can that be right? No. 17, 18, 19, 20. Wouldn't they become a 4 together? No. No, it's 12. Yeah, no, it's a 21, 3. Okay. So the job that you're being offered, so you're moving right now for sure. Yeah, we're moving just closer to the job that I'm being offered right now um, in Minnesota. What kind of job? What's the job? Is it like it's nonprofit? It's, or? It's, yep, it's nonprofit daycare. Oh, so it is nonprofit. So that's just, yes. Okay. So I was getting nonprofit, but it's daycare. And your social work, that's your degree, right? 
I have my human services degree. Human services degree, no license, but you it's a nonprofit daycare. So is this for like um, children that are disadvantaged? Yes. So you'd be really serving. Have you accepted the job? Um, I'm I'm doing that right now. <laughs> so are you negotiating salary or what what's the hold I up? did we did we did negotiate. Well, it's not starting right now because it's a, a, actually a brand new whole company, um, and the building's being built. And the oh. classrooms need to be organized. Like it's this is a whole brand new thing that I'll be a part of. A whole okay. new center. Um, and so the job starts when? When is everything going to be finished? The job for me to start is on November 15th, but it doesn't open up to the public until January 2nd. November 15th and January 2nd. So but when will you be starting work? I mean, do you, do you um, help to do anything with getting the building prepared? Yep, that's what we will be doing. And then, like, our regular trainings and such. Um, yeah. Well, what I think, Samora, I mean, this is right in the, I mean, you said this really resonates with you, this job, and I think it's a great path for you because, one, you're, you came out of a tumultuous background as a child. You were a foster child, right? Yes. And then raised by your grandparents. Were their grandparents involved? Am I remembering correctly? Yeah, it was my, yeah, it was my grandma. Grandma. And so very difficult childhood but what you've done with that instead of you know getting into drugs or uh, you know crime is that you you've turned you you've turned that suffering that you had into into a drive to help others and to serve which is great i mean and your number your master number is 4 which is a heart balance energy so this is helping and you've got a broken four in your uh, in your in your um, birth date, the two and the two. So you have a two in your day and a two in your year. That adds up to your master number. So I I mean I think it's great, purposeful. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, help, helping to get rid of your karma. You've got your son. Sounds like a successful relationship. Um, what questions do you have for us? Um, I question is i guess will i well because i'm like i'm i'm not nervous but i'm like will you do you see me in the state of washington i want to go there i forgot about that but what so minnesota you're being offered this job but you want to move to washington wait a second so what then you wouldn't be working this job no, I know eventually I want to move to Washington, but this job so just is, came. Okay. So is this Yeah, like that's a, my dream. That's that's like my goal. Washington is my goal. Okay. But right now you're not moving to Washington. No. I, mean, I think, you know, you want to, if you take this job, you want to stay there for a decent amount of time. You're so 
I'm just trying to figure out some, do some math here. So your your life goes in cycles of four from birth to death. So you experience another change at the age of 32. So do you, do you see that there's a difference of a year between your cycles? You have a change at 31 going forward four years every every four years from 31, but you also have a change at 32. So because your because of your master number is not divisible um, by 31. So potentially you could move in a year, but I see I see a move maybe three to four years down the road. It's very expensive in Washington too, isn't it? Washington State. I think so. I think it's about the same as Minnesota. Really? I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, it depends where you live. It depends where you live. And are there any jobs yeah. that you're doing there? Yeah, there's there's jobs there. And there's um, jobs, like, on the reservation, too. Like, I wouldn't mind working in that community because I am Native American. Native American? Yeah. Well, that would be more affordable, too, if you lived. Like, are you allowed to live on a reservation with your status? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked up their, um, like, laws or anything for that. But I would like to work with them and on the reservation. And I know that they offer. Yeah, here's your complication, Samara. Number one, you you can't not just say you want to go to Washington. You have to consider your, your fiance's karma and your child's karma. Because their karma in Washington may not be as secured locked in as yours and if there's some timing that's involved in terms of keeping out of harm's way that could be a factor that's number one so you going to Washington could be postponed due to karma now point two do I think you're going to Washington yeah I think you're going point three I think you'll be at your job for about a year my opinion you'll be at your job for about a year and then you will start to move over towards Washington, probably at the tail end of being 31. 31? Well, she's 31. She's, 30, she's no. 31 until August of 1924. So she's going to be 32 probably when Somewhere she leaves. That but that's, that's again, but see, a cycle. Thir- but you 32. see, the, the, the idea is that multiples of four would take you to 32. Right. So, like Kristen was saying, you're, you know, you have all the way until the end of 32, where you could have a change. You going to Washington is probably going to happen, but you have to, you just can't. You're talking in a way, maybe you didn't mean to say this, but you're talking in a way with ex, which, at this point in time, excludes your fiance's wishes, and and that kind of. Thing. Maybe she's representing him. I mean, maybe he does. He want to move to Washington too. He does want to move to Washington. She's speaking well, that's in. Better. Yeah. That's better. But you see, him. the karma is going to be different because if he's going to be your mate, then we have to factor in how the karma works for him. Let's say you move to Washington when you want to, and he's in agreement, but let's say you go there and he goes there and he breaks his leg there. because And he wouldn't have broken his leg if he waited a month. You see, we don't... Mm-hmm. The, 
contingency factors of moving to Washington are also based upon karma. But your desire to want to go there, you're, you migrate. You know, Native American yeah. Indians had to migrate. As soon as the white settlers came, they had to migrate. They were dispersed. So that's karma. And what you're doing is you're going back to a homeland. Why you want to go to Washington is because probably your Indian, your pure Indian tribe past life was in Washington, not Minnesota. They both had Indian energies. In fact, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. a lot of states settled in Minnesota and were victimized by the Indians and vice versa. I don't think you were, I don't think karmically you were an Indian tribe from Minnesota. I forgot. They they had some pretty rough going Indian tribes back then. I think your Indian tribe was in Washington, which was a more of a peaceful environmental tribal consciousness than a war zone consciousness, a warrior consciousness. So you're coming, you're meeting back your ancestors through the settlement of peace. You were a peaceful Indian tribal energy, probably gatherers, maybe, you know, relied on fish. But you didn't like kill buffaloes or anything. You you weren't you you didn't use war paint. You were more of a peaceful tribe, uh, Samora. And so you know it doesn't mean that you didn't live off the land and you hunted and things. But your your idea was more peaceful in attitude. And so you're going back there now. Your 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 mate probably came from a past life of violence. Has there been any accidents in his lifetime in this time around? In what kind of way? You know, an accident with his leg, leg his arm, I'm getting uh, leg. you know, traffic, anything. No. Oh, uh, traffic, yeah. Well, he, um, he's been, he doesn't have very good luck with um, vehicles, like cars, like he's hit an car- animal. Karma. Yeah, see that? That is results from a past life war zone where he has karma. So because he's not in a war zone in this lifetime, the transfer of energy goes to car. So that's a battlement of energy. Cars are very dangerous, and there's a sense of battle in cars on karmic level. So can I? I'm sorry to interject, but I'm you know you're saying no to leg, but I'm getting a strong leg vibration with him. So his leg has never been injured in any way. Um. No, but he has fallen off of a cliff and hurt his back and spine. So his body's like, he's really tight all the time. He has a tight body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You so know, all of this is karma. And oh, his legs are really tight. Yeah. So it's probably past life injury to the leg, maybe like in a war situation. But yeah. anyway. Um, the universe will allow you to go to Washington when the karma is safe. When it's cleared of karma. And I think she needs to stay at this job for a, like like a year at least because you want a good, you know, a good length of time for your resume. If you're building your resume, you're so young and, you know, you don't want to be at this job for three months. It's not going to look good. Plus, uh-huh. you're going to learn things from this job. You're going to learn a lot from this job. You're working she, nonprofit. You heard, right? Nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. Daycare. Go ahead. Two thousand eight. Your your fiance's life would have changed in two thousand eight. So if you know that now, that would be nice. But if you don't, you could ask him in some 
indirect way. I will ask him what happened. Any James, James or Jamie that you can pull out? Jamie? Um, no. No, no. Jamie, James? No, no. What Kristen's referring to is Jamestown. I didn't It was, she doesn't, but it was a settlement. I don't know what I'm doing. If you look it up, you look up Jamestown and see if anything rings the bell to you, because in a past life you were, lived around Jamestown. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's look it up real quick. Can you look it up for us? Yeah. It's always nice to have Neil refine what I'm getting. I mean, it's interesting. I find it very interesting. Jamestown is, that Virginia? is in East Virginia, yeah. and it's a settlement, uh, home to the ruins of the first English settlement in North America. Yeah. But, I mean, the Powhatan Indian village was there. Yeah. So they got displaced, obviously, so from you were there. English people. What Kristen's doing, she's referring to that, and then my antenna goes directly to the source. But Jamestown, Virginia, you were part of that Indian tribe. You've been in several Indian tribes. That's why you're a foster child, because the attitude of coming into the world in this lifetime results from the migratory displacement of your past That's life right. uh, experiences as an, a Native American. Well said. <laughs> so you're, 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 you will go to Washington because it's part of your tribal journey in this lifetime. You're dispersed amongst different Indian tribes. Wow. Yeah, I know. It looks like a nice place. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think at the time it was, I mean, you know, the, the, there was conflict. You came out of conflict in this zone, not, not, you know, it wasn't like a vacation land. As an Indian, you were displaced from this settlement. And like Neil saying, wow. diverse tribes. So you had a tribe in Washington, probably multiple past lives as a Native American. Well, you know, I mean, Washington's at the tip, you know, depending, you're, you're bordering Canada, you're bordering British Columbia, you're, you're Victoria, you're, you're bordering in energy. And what we get in Washington is we get somehow a more peaceful tribal setting. Now, it is a rough area. You know, when you look, compare Oregon and Washington, Washington's a bit wilder. It's got the rainforest. Yeah. rainforest. There's something pastoral about Washington, but there's also something bitterly cold and more rugged and wild about it. But what you're going to find when you go to Washington, probably within a year or two, is you will find that there, you will see a stream, a very cold running stream. And that's going to touch your heart because that's where you were before in different feet in a different body. And what happened in that regard was you had a baby that died in childbirth and you had to release the child's soul in that stream, that same river. So there's a loss of a child in past life. Any, uh, do you know of anyone who's lost their children in this lifetime? For you? I haven't met anyone that's lost one. I mean, I... I I had something happen for that's, a potential one. That's right. Yeah, that's that's it. it. That's why we said miscarriage, 
for you. Yeah, that's your, see, that was because that child was wrapped up in the soul journey that you were on. And so there was a repeat of the history in that regard where you had that mishappen, mis, mishappen circumstance. I mean, and so that result in that. Also, there'd be somebody who has a loss of one eye, very bad eye. Yeah, I don't, I have no one that I know with the loss. Okay. Oh, you will. You'll meet somebody meet with somebody. an eye patch. So, you know, the interesting thing about uh, Washington, too, and you're talking about, you know, the fact that it's pastoral, but yet, yet rugged. But if we talk about the social structure of Washington, you know, you've got Seattle, which is refined in its ways. But then you, there's, I mean, Seattle's so, refined. There's food. So, well, food. Well, I mean, there's, you know, it's, there's got a, cult, a certain a culture. Refinement. It's a rustic refinement, but there's a restaurant scene, and there's 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 culture. There's, I don't think sure there's a symphony. Sure, there is, but it's not like New York City. No, it's no. not like New York City, but it's, a, there's, there's, yeah, go ahead. so there's that. However, <laughs> there's also a lot of racism in Washington. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh you know, kind of, I think there's a lot of meth problems there in the more rural areas. So it's a mixed bag. I mean, every, every state, every area in this earth has duality. So you're not going to escape it. But those are some of the things that you might encounter in Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we visited there. I never thought of the state before. And we visited there for my fiance's aunt to meet her and stuff, and she lives there. And when I landed, I, for some reason, had a voice in my head that said, I'm home. And I've never yeah. thought about the state before. I've never, and it was just like a good feeling that I finally just was home. And it was so weird to me because I'm like, no, Minnesota's my home. But in my head, the voice said, I'm home. Yeah. Well, we see you going there, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. So I would say enjoy your new location, your move, and your new job, and things will come together. You know, keep putting your feelers out as you move through the next year for um, a new, you know, new job where you want to settle. And, you know, keep your husband, fiancé, in that process with you. So you're putting your energies, combining your energies together in that, in that process to move, because that's important. Okay. Okay. Okay, Samora. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good to hear from you. Good to hear you from me too. <laughs> Bye. Well, yeah, I know. We know what you meant. Okay. Take care. <laughs> Yeah. Bye. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, um, that's our callers right now. That's our callers right now. I don't know if there's any final words. Final words. What do we have? About ten minutes. Oh, but yeah. I mean, we can close early. Yeah, we, we don't have to. Early. But is there any? Maybe maybe we can spend like a couple minutes wrapping up the show and not be so abrupt. Well. You know, it, it, it's hard not to avoid past life connections when you're psychically doing the reading. 
past lives are part of the fabric of incorporating the patterns of one's existence as they move through time and space, because a lot of it hinges on that past life, those past life angles that we come in with, that we can't avoid. Past life energies you cannot avoid. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you can. There's no, right. there's no bargaining. You, you, you work through them until they're dissolved. And sometimes it takes people longer than others. But a good way to measure how you're doing is what happens at the time of your karmic change. That will give you some indication how, what your progress report is. Because life is a progress report. And it continues until the day you die. Right. So, I mean, we're not only talking about the karmic change, but the, also the other karmic changes that you go through, whatever your cycles are. Yeah. Or like the doubling of karma. Like for, for um, Samora, like when she's 62 years old, she'll have a major change because it's 31 and 31. I mean, that's a long ways away. But. Um, you know, some some cycles are more significant than others, like the doubling of karma, for example. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and, and then, you know, and then you, you cross over and then your progress report is evaluated. And from there, their estimation is, do you return to Earth to finish it off? Or do you remain in the astral realm for a while? Or do you transcend to a higher plane and you you disengage from the earth entirely. Uh, the, those are, those are that that seems to be the situation from my visitations there and what I've learned. Uh, so life is a progress report. As you can get rid of karma, you can also create new karma, whether it's good or bad. You can create it as you live. So you're always running two tracks. The track one. Karma, you're working through, and the second one is karma you're creating, which can be good or bad. Along that line of thinking, there's also destiny factors, things that are supposed to be happening to you throughout your life, no matter what. Karmic destiny, depending on, I mean, some people have destiny, destiny, but karmic destiny for most people, right? Destiny is a totally different topic. So let's... Yeah, you know, since we're talking about the movies, Matthew Perry... I, I think that was destiny. His death. Yeah, I, I don't think his death was accidental. I think there was a calling card, and it took him. Yeah. And what the circumstances are around it after they do months of investigation, even considering the, the heat of the hot tub and what could have contributed to it, his ruptured colon and constipation problems he had, intestinal problems he had. COPD. Uh, he had COPD, yeah. which is breathing problem. I mean, he had a lot of problems, and he was compounding it with a history of drugs and alcohol, which may have caught up with him in that hot tub. But the fact that he died in a hot tub is considered the fact of dying in birth. Well, this is interesting, too, because it brings up, I was listening to Jeff Buckley. I don't know if you know who he is, you know, guitarist, singer, beautiful. Oh, Jim Buckley, I know. Jeff Buckley. This is Jeff Buckley. Yeah. 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 So Jeff Buckley, I mean, really beautiful musician. And I was looking up his history because I, you know, I don't, I never followed him, but he's really someone I should explore more as an artist. And I know he's dead, but I didn't know the circumstances of his death. Like I said, I just wasn't a Jeff Buckley follower, but he born 1117, I think, 19, I don't remember the year, but 
um, or his master number, but he drowned. That's how he died. And there were no drugs involved, nothing, but similar situation or similar death. So. Yeah. So, you know, we, we meet our ends. And I'm sure that was destined. I mean, you know, he probably came down to have his fame and be a public figure and, and, you know, achieve his, you know, be a songwriter and create music. And, um, and, but at a cost because his karma was bad. I mean, well, even the numbers were not good. Even uh, Matthew Perry said that, you know, I always wanted to be famous. I strove to be famous. I want to be well known, but I didn't realize what consequences it would entail. And now I regret some of that. So it, you know, we, we sometimes have to meet our destiny head on and we do it with fever. But at the end of that journey, we realize that there's a comic debt to pay off. Yeah. Whether we create it or, or, you know, whether it was already, we were already in tune to buy a code or whether we created a new code and fell off the cliff that way, it, it still amounts to the fact that you live each day as though it were your last day and you try to be on your best, best note of conduct. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Well. Try to remember that. Okay. Okay, folks, we're off the air for now. Thank you to our callers and to our chatter. We are back on Wednesday. Wisconsin has Mars Cheese Castle. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. See, I was in the private chat, and now I'm reading, reading, uh, reading the chats that I missed. Okay, but we will chat more on Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We really appreciate your participation, as we said, and hope everyone has a terrific weekend. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm-